What's up? Welcome back to the show. We have been quiet because we've been busy, right, Ryan? Yeah, super busy, you know? Yes. Today, we can start work already. We have a guest who was quarantined. Speak to him in a bit. How have you been, like Ryan? Um, okay, I guess. I mean, like things have been change changing the new normal, as they say. Yeah, uh, I think it goes uh, for everyone as well. Are you used they to the new up. normal yet? I guess so. I think because like it, it's kind of like a transition, so we didn't like just jump into this new normal from something. Yeah, you know, we had the whole MCO where we were like locked down completely at home. And then they started opening up sector by sector. So like it kind of gave us the chance to adapt to this new normal. And I don't know. I think I think we've done quite a good job adapting to it. You know. Yeah, cinemas are open. Would you go and watch a movie? Uh, yes. Oh really? I guess I don't know. I really miss the cinema. Okay, so I'm the kind of guy who loves watching movies in the cinema. Mm -hmm. I I love the experience of just sitting in a cinema and watching the movie on a big screen with nice surround sound. Yeah. I I even go to watch movies alone sometimes. So what's the difference with <laughs> putting on a headphone? No, it's different. Okay. <laughs> okay those those okay. cinema lovers out there they they know what I'm saying. It's different than just watching at home. La. So part of me is like, yeah, I I really miss it, but part of me also is like, mm, maybe I should just wait a little bit longer just to be extra safe. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I might just like suddenly get super tempted and watch a movie this weekend. You probably like you know because you know you want to feel that. Oh, come on, Sherry, come on! Wow. Oh, I didn't try, but that's why we need. Okay. Well. Oh man, that was crazy! If, that you, was, uh, if you if you were if you were listening, uh, one of our cameras decided to fail on us, and because uh, the tripod decided to give way. Yep, I think the camera's fine. Thank God. <laughs> and that that basically <laughs> and that basically scares our guests for today. Okay. Speaking of which, that's the guest punya camera. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I, I mean, like so far, the the, the the it's so funny that we're still continuing the show. This is as raw as it could get. Okay, maybe it's he's the reason. He's like so oh, too handsome. The, the camera's too intimidated by his good looks. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we have on the show today. He's back once again. Let's give it up for Mr. Mark Od. <laughs> I I'm just surprised we're still rolling. <laughs> I, I saw Ryan's face when the camera was rolling. I was like, what is going on? What's what's happened to Ginny, Ginny Boy TV since since lockdown? What, what's happened? And We've then, had a bit too and long of a break. About it, and I was like, oh, we're still rolling. Oh wow, this is exciting. Hey, the this show must go on, man. The show I know, has to go on. I know. It's like. Oh, when, when, when Ryan was like, oh, camera, I was like, what's going on? What's going on? I look behind, like, oh my God, we just dropped the camera. In my mind, I was like, okay, is the camera broken? Is it going to cost us a lot of money? But, but, but now I'm also like looking around to see what's going to come down next. Is, is the aircon being serviced? It's not going to- Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the building has been scheduled for a demolition. So it's all going to come down right. gradually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Mark, I mean, I mean, I hope you are awake right now. <laughs> if you weren't, I, I think I that- that, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. 
Oh my gosh, Mark, how have you been, man? Honestly, I'm quite scared right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I pre- I appreciate the 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 you know the when Ryan started getting up trying to save the camera, knowing that he won't. But hey, <laughs> I mean, hey man, you got you got to try, man. You got to put at least put some effort in there, man. Yeah, such, I, such bravery the way right. you ran towards it. These cameras are my babies, you know. I got to protect them. Okay, I mean to be honest, the cameras are not cheap. Like okay, the lens itself, the lens itself is already like fifteen thousand. Yeah, these are. We purposely put the nice lens on our beautiful guest right here. So exactly. You get the best look out of him. Yeah, and you decided to basically crack. Okay, you don't crack the lens. You basically <laughs> got it. Yeah. But Mark, um, I think like uh, during this whole uh, pandemic and when, you know, when, when this whole thing uh, happened and all of a sudden without, uh, without like any hesitation, you just decided to, all right, I'm going back to the UK. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I remember I saw. He said, sorry. All right. Bye, guys. All right. I'm out, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> it's, it's so funny because like, I mean, okay, I understand why he was going back. I mean, I had a chat with Mark, um, but it was like he's going back to the UK where the cases were I'm like even, more. even worse than Malaysia. But okay, why? why? Hey, but before they weren't, as bad when I went back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Then well, it is only spike. It sounds huh? like I came back and I made the whole country bad. <laughs> <laughs> I come back and it's suddenly, what are the cases in Greece? <laughs> uh, okay, like at that point in time, uh, when you saw, when you yeah. heard about the lockdown, yeah. what, what went through your mind? So actually the funny story was, I was playing futsal with my friends oh. and we knew that there was going to be an announcement. I think it was, what? I think 10 p.m. or 9 p.m. I can't mm-hmm. remember what time it was. Like the big announcement that everybody in Malaysia was like, oh, the government's going to announce the lockdown. I think it was on today. a Monday night they did That's that, it, right? Monday oh, yeah, night. your Monday night futsal. That's the one, yeah. yeah. So, which you've not been for for ages, by the way. <laughs> um, but I, I was... I w- we stopped half an hour early because we were all so excited to see this, this, this yeah. broadcast. And as soon as it said there was going to be a lockdown, I was like, I've, I've got to go back home because... <laughs> um, I live on my own. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't cook. Um, I don't drive, so I can't essentially go and get stuff. I actually didn't know the Grab car was still operating. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I assumed everything would be shut down. I didn't think it made sense to to keep things like Grab car open and you're allowed in someone's car, but then you're not allowed to do this. So I, I assumed it would be um, shut. And also, I I always go back to England at least three times a year. Yeah, and I yeah. Thought, this is going to go really bad. I think now is probably the best time to go back. There's no work on. Um, I can see my family. And yeah. although I love living in Malaysia, like I freaking love living in Malaysia, you can't put like a price on family and stuff. Like family yeah. is important. Yeah, of course. And what if, I mean, luckily the situation has calmed down a lot, especially in Malaysia. Yeah. But even around the world, the cases are really dropping now. Except for the States. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Trump. <laughs> I think that's, that's a whole other podcast on its own. <laughs> yeah. But like it, it you, like I said, you, you don't know what's going to happen. So I thought I would much rather be with my family. Yeah. Just, you know, I feel safer there because I've got my mum there. If anything happens to her, or like my sisters, I would rather be there, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. So um, that's why I went back. It was it was nothing because like oh I think England's gonna handle the cases better because honestly speaking, I living in Malaysia and seeing the Asia mentality yep. on these situations and seeing the Western mentality, I I kind of expected England to kind of. Like handle it, a bit. Handle it. Oh, you expected uh, what? You, you ex- okay. Number one, I'm pretty sure you expected them to handle it a bit, a bit better. But you know, at the same time, no, no, I didn't. Oh, you didn't. I'm one of these Westerners that came to Malaysia, and 
I've been to some Asian countries and I see people wear the face mask mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, why, why are they wearing face mask? It looks so silly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same in England. People don't want to wear the face mask. Mm-hmm. Right. But living here for all these years, I've learned to, you know, look after my health more. Yeah. Whereas in England, it's just like, oh yeah, all right, mate, it doesn't matter. When they announce a lockdown, right? I kid you not. So the day before lockdown started in England, everyone went to the pubs. Oh and they were like, oh, it's our last, it's our last, our last day in lockdown. <laughs> and they interviewed people and they were like, you can't shut down our pubs. We're British, <laughs> pubs what we live for. And I'm like, oh my God, there's like all these people dying and you're cared about your bloody beer. <laughs> like, so that was small. hilarious though. And I mean, in the UK, people rushing to the pubs. In Amsterdam, yeah. people were lining up to buy weed. Yeah, no. The, the thing is, the thing is, in Amsterdam, people are buying weed to go home. Yeah, Unless I know, I know. Guys are just like having one last hurrah at the yeah. pub with yeah. everyone else. That kind of tells you, you know, different different parts of the world. Yeah, the essentials are different. <laughs> but I mean, like uh, to be honest, it, it, it's the same thing for people over here. Like, say, who were from Penang or from Ipoh or yeah. from Laka who come to KL to work, right? Like, you know, we have some staff who were from Johor and stuff like that. I mean, during the lockdown was announced, obviously they want to go back, right? And the thing is, everybody, that, that natural instinct is like, I want to be in my family because yeah, I course. do not know what's going to happen. Yeah. Every, the, the whole media was yeah. really painting the whole picture like, this is, wow, this is a pandemic. And then when you Google- It is pan- a pandemic. It yeah. is, yeah. And when you Google a pandemic, it was the Spanish flu, was it? The last yeah, pandemic yeah. was the Spanish flu. Something like a bubonic like, plague or something. Like or something yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it was crazy, you know? And then you'd be like, oh my God, if they label this that, it's just going to be set. Yeah. Everybody wants to be with their family. I'm lucky because, yeah. you know, my family's all here yeah. and, and it's only normal. It's just that, whoa, I mean, like to make a decision, I'm buying a flight. Get out of here. I bought the flight within the hour. Oh my yeah. god. Like, from from hearing the announcement. Yeah, so I I booked it in my on my on the way back home from futsal. Yeah. I booked it straight away because wow. I wow. thought the prices might soar up. Because um, everyone wants to decide. I'm sure it, back. I'm sure it yeah. did, right? The prices are going up and up and up. Going back was was quite cheap. Okay. But coming, coming back, back here. Whoa, that was expensive. Because oh, yeah. I think because of the amount of flights coming back were like way lesser than, yeah. than normal. And maybe airlines weren't doing well, so they had to make up for their mm. money. I, yeah. I don't know. It's like economies of scale. Like the more flights you have, right, you bring down the price or so something actually, like that. I'm, I'm curious, you know, since we have you here and you're, you kind of experience a little bit of what lockdown is on here in Malaysia yeah. and, and back in, uh, in the UK. So I'm just kind of curious, like what are the key differences do you see? Because we always hear the stories about like, in the UK, what's happening there, but we don't yeah. ever get, we, honestly, you're the first person I'm, yeah. uh, we, we've we've had that has experienced it firsthand. Uh, so okay, I'm just curious I can't, about that. I can't really say I've experienced lockdown here in Malaysia because as soon as I left, it wasn't happening. And when mm. I came back, it was over. But I can tell you about speaking to my Malaysian friends and hearing about how strict it was here. Yeah. Like, if you go out w- without a reason, you will get fined. You will get sent to prison. Yeah. Um, compare that to England, people are not scared. Oh, wow. So um, there's a lot of videos going around where people are going to park still and mm. there's lockdown in England and you just see the police and the police are just like, excuse me, um, would you mind going back to your house, please? It's no. safe to go back out. <laughs> Whereas in Malaysia, it's like, you're going to get sent to prison. You know, like yeah. I saw some videos in India where they made people like, they were like, they wanted to do exercise and they weren't allowed to. So the police were like, you want to exercise? Okay, get on the floor. You like roll back to your house. Like it looked brutal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not joking, I'm yeah. being serious, but at least people listen. And yeah. that's the thing about Malaysia because like people did listen here and that's why the cases were so 
um, controlled. Was so controlled. Yeah. Was in England. We, we got we got to give it up to the frontliners yeah. over here, like they really like it, it was the way they handled it. There was really panic, but right now I think it's the reason why we are kind of a little bit more. Um, I won't say relaxed. We're more used to the the current situation now. Yeah. Like every mall we go to right now, right, we have to wear a mask. And yeah. some malls, actually, some yeah. malls. Yesterday, I went to a mall. They they make it mandatory in order to enter this mall. You have to wear a face oh, mask. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you know, the, these things have been enforced only to reassure everyone yeah. else. I mean, look, yeah. we've been dropping down to yeah. one digit cases, but yeah. yet they're still enforcing this. Yeah. I think yeah. they could be like, hey, you know, it's let's it's cool, you know. But I think man, uh, Ryan, you were mentioning, you know, how many days does it have to um to be like completely zero or whatever? So I I read somewhere online. It said something like if you. Uh, if a country reports zero cases for uh, somewhere between two to four consecutive weeks, then they can safely say they are COVID free. Oh wow! But even so, you know, still precautions have yeah. to be taken, and it's 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 uh it's not an easy task, uh, easy task, cause mm-hmm. zero cases for like you're talking about fourteen to twenty eight yeah. days in a row consecutively. But that would be so good for Malaysia because I mean, mm. like, I love Malaysia so much, as you know, like the amount of stuff I say in my videos and stuff. Yeah. But <laughs> Malaysia doesn't really get much recognition from and i'm not i'm not saying it doesn't deserve it and stuff but let's be honest like most like you you always mention you know a lot of people don't know where malaysia is yeah. and stuff so it's nice that malaysia's got something to be proud of yeah because mm-hmm. it's like compared to other countries it's really surprisingly done so well yeah and uh you know yeah I, I, <laughs> I mean Wait, so so can i just track back to to your experience back in the uk yeah, so yeah. when they say they're in lockdown so it's an official government like the government actually said, you guys stay yeah, at home, yeah, is the, it? The thing is, Boris Johnson, if you know him, he, he he's such a nice guy. He doesn't, you don't, I mean, we listen to him. Yeah. But the way he's like, guys, you must stay at home to save <laughs> lives. You really must, you know, please, I'm, I'm begging you. Like, it's not like, hey, stay at home now or you're going to get fined. It's like, please, you know, we must do it for the, for the safety of our country. We, we all must, please just stay at home, you know, protect the NHS. And the, when you say that, People aren't scared. Yeah, people don't give a sh- like. They literally will be like, "Oh, you can't tell me what to do." If the fines are strict, this is this is another thing I hate about England as well. Is like the the laws for for death and stuff. If you kill someone, in my opinion, you should be put away forever. Mm-hmm. The the laws are so like lenient and so light people aren't scared oh, and that's hmm. the same with corona people are like oh you know i want to work still like boris johnson's not going to tell me if i can't go to the pub like screw him what's he going to do so that's the mentality and it's really it, that's why the cases are so high because people don't listen so if if the government in the uk enforce like a thousand pound law for every like a summons of a thousand pounds every time you go out you think people there would like actually listen and stay I mean, home they had the fines still but they weren't given given enough out wow yeah. wow wow how much were the fines there i think they were about 500 to a thousand pounds yeah yeah that's, oh, four that's, thousand. that's five thousand ringgit <laughs> that's dude that's a lot yeah, of money yeah. that's yeah. actually a lot more than what we yeah. are paying <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but we're allowed to go for one run a day so here's the yeah thing. i heard about that how well. singapore allowed that too yeah and the thing is there's no way to monitor like how we, we have this joke in England. It's like, um, like all the neighbors are going to be looking outside their front door and they're like, Oh, gin. Ran I twice. saw him out this morning. <laughs> he's, he's gone out for his second run. Call the, call the police. Like there's no way, like as if the police are going to be like, they got so much things to deal with. As if yeah. they're going to be like parked up by someone's house. He left the house at 10 AM. <laughs> is he going for another run? Yes, he is. Right. Catch him. Like, so they have all these precautions, but they you can't really enforce them because mm. no one knows. 
Yeah. Yeah, but it, it was very interesting. I remember um, uh, Mark got in touch to, to kind of like, you know, do some videos. And, you know, uh, he did mention that, okay, I want to stock up as much videos as I can before I come back to Malaysia. I was like, when are you coming back to <sighs> Malaysia? And he's like, I don't know, mate. You know, the minute they leave the borders or something or they allow some flights. Because at that point of time, there were no flights, back. right? Uh, so Malaysians could enter. Okay. So if you're a student and you're working overseas, you're allowed to come back. Right. But because I'm a foreigner and I'm I'm on a work permit here, yeah. we weren't allowed to come back. Mm. Yeah. So we had to wait. Um which which was okay. Like honestly speaking, although I was a little bit annoyed, like, oh man, like, you know, I you know, I've been working here, I've been paying my taxes, like I should be able to come back as well. Um at the same time it was it was my own risk because I decided to go back to England. Yeah, and I always yeah. told myself that. I was like, Mark, like, stop moaning. You were the, you, it was your decision to go back. You went back. So you just have to wait patiently. And luckily, I think I was there for about three months, which mm-hmm. was lovely, yeah. lovely three months. Like, yeah, to, with family. Yeah. Like when, it's like a summer vacation. Yeah, it's like, exactly. I'm just at home. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's I mean, like, it's like here I am. Because, uh, you know, obviously uh, like the UK is eight hours behind us, right? I'm sleeping like 2 a.m. or maybe 3 a.m. in my bed. And there you have Mark posting stories of having a barbecue in his backyard with his mom. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, your lockdown seems fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the weather there is so nice. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it's nice. I mean, like, it, it, it's just very yeah. nice to see everybody just reconnecting yeah. with their parents. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's great. And it's just non... <laughs> they were even cooking Malaysian food. Oh yeah, your yeah, mom yeah. and Mark, mom, your mom, your mom and you were cooking like chocolate tiao and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. I still haven't edited that video yet. <laughs> I haven't edited our video yet. I've got so much stuff stocked up. It's so good. Yeah, and and I, you know, I'm pretty sure at the end, I'm pretty sure you know the people will let him back to Malaysia. Come on, this white guy is basically eating durian as well. Say, okay, boleh, 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 boleh. Okay, all right. makan durian, boleh, 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 boleh. But okay, when you when you got back, um, yeah. were you like, were you really, really like? Like not, you couldn't wait to come back, or was it like coming back here? Was it because of work? Was it because of like, oh, you know what? I I kind of miss Malaysia. So what what prompted yeah. you to like finally decide? Okay, I'm ready to come back. Okay, number one, I've got this show for Astro. Yes, this, this show Astro Super Sports mm-hmm. that we needed to film. We needed to finish because the lockdown had finished in Malaysia. Right. You you guys were allowed to to start shooting again. Yeah. So I needed to come back as soon as possible because they were waiting on me right. and they had to wrap the show up. And so, it is work, yeah. It's work. And and, and just for yeah. context, uh, Mark is actually working for a broadcaster and broadcasting companies are essential work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, you need to broadcast, report mm-hmm. news or even report anything. Entertainment, they are still running. They're still essential work. Yeah, yeah. so so I, I needed to come back. Um, I thought three months was enough as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly love the time I spent in my family. And I was going to mention earlier, like, it's funny how... In lockdown, I think it's the most we have spent, if you live with your parents, the most you spent consecutively yeah. with your parents since you were about like five years old. Yeah. Because yeah. you know when you're at school, mm-hmm. when you're like six years old, you go to school. But in lockdown, you are in the same house for 24 hours for three months. And that is like such precious time that you just... You know, you, yeah. don't, you don't actually have any more because you go to work every day you're yeah. with your friends. Or even if you were young, your parents would go to work. Yeah. yeah. You'll probably see them like maybe at most four hours exactly. a day, like yeah. two hours in the morning before, like two hours before, in the morning before yeah. they go to work and then uh, an hour or two hours before you go to bed. I mean, I can relate to that because I have a daughter and then mm. when I was working. So for me, uh, when, when I had a kid, when she was old enough to understand how to distinguish people and how to kind of show affection. Yeah. 
she kind of drifted a little bit away from me, and that hurt me so much mm-hmm. because uh, I when when I I wake up because she wakes up late lah. Everybody's baby wake up seven o'clock. Mine wakes up eleven. <laughs> <laughs> so mine different case. So I would wake up uh, usually about ten ish, nine forty five, ten ish, and then I'm like from ten thirty, I'm gonna be leaving for the office already. I, I mean, I won't wake her up because when I do, she'll start crying and she won't stop for an hour. So it it was like that for a, a few months. Uh, and and when I come back, I'll come back at about seven, sometimes eight, and she already get ready for bed like about like nine ish, ten. Mm. So that I saw that that little like uh like that I saw her being very hesitant for me to, yeah, to hug her. Yeah, drifting yeah. away. I want to hug her. She struggles. Uh, you know, I want to to play with her. She kind of yeah. walks away to her mom instead. It's like as though I was a. It was becoming a stranger, and that hurt me a lot. And then when the MCO happened, uh, obviously the first week was chaos because you know she was like, "Why are you here for so long? Why you usually disappear after like you know I don't even see you in the morning." And, and then from that it came to her playing me under the blanket, you know. And then you know, and then on the second week she started showing a lot more affection. And by the third and fourth week, the first month she couldn't she couldn't get her hands off me. She uh-huh. was like in the morning she would just wrap her herself around my arm or my body, and she's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, take me here, take me there. And then I, I get to spend a lot more time. And that's something I can never, ever get back. Yeah. If I were to kind of... Like right now, I'm coming back to work. And it's funny. Like last time, my thoughts would be like, okay, let's get through the work. But sometimes throughout like four or five o'clock, I'm like, I want to go home and see my daughter, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So MCO has made a lot of people realize a lot of things yeah. uh, with regards to family, whether it's children and your, your parents and stuff like that. And I think it's an amazing thing. It, it's, it's, it's forcing a lot of people to look at things in a different perspective. We didn't think we could have worked from home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we be, like Ryan. We, we we were like kind of more productive. productive yeah. <laughs> uh, we yeah. were more productive. Okay, not all of us, <laughs> but you know, most of us. I mean, the entire team was so much more productive yeah, when yeah. we were working from home. And I'm pretty sure you were productive as well. Yeah, I was. I mean, for me, I thought yeah, I can't go out. I like to to go out quite a lot in Malaysia. Yeah. Karaoke, see my friends. I wasn't doing anything, so I just thought there's no excuse. Like I had a lot of fun at home with my family but they were working in the day as well. So when they were working in the day, I had literally nothing else to do. I'm not a gamer or mm-hmm. anything. So I was like, okay, I'm going to work as well. All the things I needed to do, like updating my CV, my showreel, my taxes. Mm-hmm. I just thought, let's do all these like annoying jobs. So then when I get back to Malaysia, I can just relax and enjoy. Right. Stock up on content, edit. And I think during the MCO, it really made you realize like certain people with, you know, how how hardworking and productive you are because honestly you you make that time whatever you want you can either just sit at home and relax or you can be like okay let's use it to my advantage yeah let's still work let's still do this let's do this and it was great to see so many people's like content and what they were doing and stuff mm-hmm. like yeah. it shows that we can work from like we did a video together. Like yeah, exactly. I did a parody. I sent it off mm-hmm. to to Daniel V, and he like mixed it in Malaysia. It's you know we it shows we can adapt. Yeah, we can. Yeah, it definitely can adapt. And and it's just that you know, I would say right now, right, people with the skill set with skills with skills, mm. not not necessarily just video editing or yeah. filming and stuff. But people with a skill set right now, right, at this kind of time, at this kind of situation, would excel very very well. Yeah, I, that, that's just my yeah. personal opinion. I so, think I think he's right. It's all about adapting to your situation, uh. Yeah, like, because most you know, of the time you have to make the best of what you have. When life yeah. gives you gives you lemons, you know, you, you yeah. gotta make the best you can with that. Yeah, because most of the time I don't think we had to adapt to anything. We were just asked to do things, and yeah. we just like, okay, I'll just, I'll just execute. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's more of like, hey, how do I circumvent around this? Yeah. So then, okay, 
you decided to come back to Malaysia, right? There was a video that you uploaded went freaking went crazy. I was about four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it went crazy. It's like, you know, it's all over the internet. You yeah. know, uh, different, different pages were posting it. Even the PDRM Malaysia were posting yeah. it. <laughs> I was like, whoa, Mark, the police posted it. So yeah, careful. You guys in trouble? You- Hey. You want to use my name? Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the cops stop me right now. Aku tahu mak Odi tau. Oh, yeah, orang putih tu. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That that was that. It's been huge for you. And I think like, but like I can't. So just for context, Mark uploaded a video of him returning to Malaysia, and Mark had to go through quarantine. Mm. And you basically showed everything as raw as possible, yeah. beginning with your flight. Take us through when you walked into the airport. It felt like a ghost town. Yeah. So, well, just to backtrack, the reason why I did this was because I knew I'd, I would be in quarantine yep. for 14 days and I was like, what am I going to do? So I was like, okay, I'll, do, I'll make this. I'll like do a little documentary. It'll, be, it'll give me something to do because I, I, I'm not someone that could just sit at home and chill. Mm-hmm. I need to do something. So I was like, I'll film it and I want to show everyone exactly what happens. I, I don't want to try and hide anything. Um, and yeah, I arrived in London, Heathrow. You've been there before. Yeah. You've been to Heathrow before? Yes, yeah. long time ago, but yeah. Very, very busy airport. Yeah. yeah, So many people talking, you got bars open, there's pubs open. Walked in, it was like ghost town. It was, there were people there, but everyone was wearing masks, which was different from England. In England, people don't really wear masks, mm-hmm. but I think because it's an airport, people are more scared. Yeah. Um, walked around, very, very empty. When I checked in, I got interrogated by Cafe Pacifics. They were like, have you got this? Have you got this? Because Malaysia, to get back in, you needed to have a coronavirus test wow. mm. to prove that you are- Negative. It sounds yeah. annoying, but actually it's good. That's why the yeah. cases are low, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to have this, I had to have immigration letter saying I could come back, this, this, this. After that, went through, got on the flight. The flight wasn't that empty going to Hong Kong. Oh. Um, but okay, so you you got your oh wait I saw you 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 were you were interesting uh, you and your mom getting a test in in the UK it was a drive through test was it yeah so bef- before I got approval for immigration I had to prove that I was COVID free okay so I had to get a test done in England yep and then I booked my flight the next day once I got my results back wow yeah so in in the UK you did one of those drive through where they stuck the the yeah. swab up the nose thing. Horrible. To this how, how far, how far back do they stick that swab up your nose? It's, it's horrible. They literally stick it right up. It Oof. almost feels like they're touching your brain. And oh. The worst one is the mouth uh-huh. because the nose one's okay because it's like they're cleaning your nose. Like, <laughs> like, okay, yeah, I need to clean my nose. Why not? But the mouth one is like, it's like you're gagging Oof. and it's just horrid. It's just really bad. And I've, to this day, I've had it done four times now. Wow. Oh, wow. But how yeah. long did it take for your test results to come back? Really quick, about... Less than twenty four hours. Wow! Yeah, oh, that's yeah. really fast. Yeah, that's so like, wow! Four th- okay, four times. One in England, obviously. One when you arrived. Yep. Yeah. One arrived one halfway through my quarantine, and then one at the end of my quarantine. So you you flew f- from uh, Heathrow to Hong Kong, yeah. and then you took a transit. Is it? Did so you have to lay- stay over a night or like? So I tried to get transit? the cheapest flight I could, mm-hmm. and that was Hong Kong. Then Hong Kong back to Malaysia. MAS wasn't operating until July. Oh. So I would have took the direct flight to avoid any other going yeah. to countries. Um, got on the flight. Hong Kong was really annoying because all these people were wearing these like, I call it like the beehive outfits. You know, where they have, like, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the hazmat kind of outfits. Like and the stuff. crime scene investigation outfits. They got, they're wearing all these, I call them stupid outfits. They're not stupid. They're taking precautions, but 
what annoys me is they wear these outfits and then the plane lands and they rush up like animals to get their bags. And it's just like, what is the point of wearing all this stuff if you're then going to ruin it by rushing to get your... You know what it is on a yeah, flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like everybody... I want to get out quick. I want to get out you're quick. You're talking about passengers wearing these outfits. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, on the video... I thought, in the, in I, I thought you were talking about like... Frontliners. Like the frontliners or like no, the... No, the no, 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 no. I was like, that makes sense for them to wear, but passengers... Yeah. In this, I mean, I've oh. got nothing against that. I think they're taking precautions, but yeah. don't wear that and then rush up to get your bags and like touch someone's arm because you're all rushing to get off the plane like animals. It makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. There, there was no there was no social distancing. Yeah. What's the point of wearing Wait, it? The, the flight had social distancing, right? Uh, one seat in one between, seat between everyone, yeah. which is not a lot actually, yeah. Yeah, so were you, okay, flying back, were you afraid? I was afraid, um, but I mean, I took as much precautions as I could. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I also knew that I think going to Hong Kong, people are a bit more cautious about their health. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if I went to another, like to Amer- on transit in America, I know that would never happen, but like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think those people are more laid back. Whereas at least the Asian countries, people are a bit more scared. Yeah. So it's probably safer doing that rather yeah. than going from like Amsterdam to KL or something, you know? Right. Yeah, especially Hong Kong since they already had the SARS uh, pandemic yeah. a while ago. Yeah, so yeah. they're like, they've been preparing for this situation yeah. for a while now. It was, the SARS was mainly Hong Kong and Singapore, right? Yeah. yeah. I remember Singapore, but I remember Hong Kong was hit quite bad. Yeah. And, and okay, then you landed in Malaysia and yeah. like, what was it like at KLIA? Okay, so I got off the airport uh, sorry, out of the, the airplane. Yep. As soon as I got out, this immigration officer was like, hey, standing in a line, like very strict. I was like, oh, cool. Um, and at this point I was like, okay, camera out. I've got to film this. But then I was like, okay, I don't think I should be filming the immigration, immigration. officer talking to us. So I waited for him to finish talking. And then I thought, you know what? I've just bought myself a new mic during the MCO, yep. the Blue Yeti. So, um, so I'll do a voiceover. So I just I just film all the stuff and I'll just do like a voiceover, like a documentary. So nice. I didn't want to get in trouble. Like I didn't want them to say, oh, what are you doing? Um, so I did it secretly. <laughs> uh, so so I, I, we were put in a line and then we were put, put past the uh, thermal scanner. Yep. And then they asked us what country we'd come from. Do we have any symptoms? And then we had to wait for an hour mm-hmm. uh, for, to process all these things in case there were any suspicious people. Maybe they'd come from a high-risk country. Yeah. Uh, like myself, maybe I'd come from England. Um, and then we did the coronavirus test at the airport. Mm. We then just had to wait and we were asked what hotel we wanted to go to. Oh, so, oh, so you had a choice. So here's the thing. They assumed, because I'm like, Ang Mo, I want to stay in like the five-star hotel. <laughs> but, but the five-star hotel, 250 ringgit a night. Oh, oh for paid. 14 days. We don't get paid that much, right? It's <laughs> 14 times 250. No That's thanks. a lot of money. Yeah. So I took the three-star hotel option, which was 150 ringgit a day. Mm-hmm. All I need is Wi-Fi and a decent bed. I'm fine. Yeah. I don't need this luxury. It's just... But quarantine, it you know? includes the food as well, right? Because they have to send food to your room. Yeah, and the thing is, the food at the 250 ringgit hotel is the same food as the 150 ringgit. Uh, yeah, it's not like hotel food. It's food in like a plastic container that has been processed and approved by the health and safety. So wow. I thought 100 ringgit a day extra just for maybe a nicer bed. Like, that's a lot. It's a lot of money, you know? Yeah. I've become Malaysian now. I'm very... Careful with my money. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, okay. I remember, so how long did the whole ordeal take from getting off the plane to on the bus to getting to your hotel? About 
four hours, I think. Yeah. That's not too bad, actually. Not too bad. Yeah, there wasn't many people, though. That's why. Mm. There were only, there's only my flight from Hong Kong and yep. one from the Philippines um, in that space of three hours that I saw. Were, were, were your flights full coming back from Hong Kong? Hong Kong, there was five people on the plane. Oh, my that God. That's amazing, yeah. So that's like the next level of social distancing. Yeah, yeah. that's like borderline. The of the plane. Yeah, it's like yeah. borderline private jet already, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, me and my five friends are just like conquering <laughs> the whole entire plane. Oh, you know, yeah. there might be more like air stewards and air stewardess on the plane than they are no, passengers. No, they were, they were, they were, they were, I counted. And I was like, oh my God, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> they were. I was like, wow. This is, so you got, each got their own private steward to yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow, look yeah. at that luxury. Yeah. So how long did you stay in the quarantine center for? Oh, okay, what, how long did you stay in the hotel for? Um, oh, sorry, I missed out one cool thing. We got like a police, a police escort. Ah. To the uh, quarantine center. So for the first time in my life, Jin, I felt like a badass. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, I never had a police escort before, obviously. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, I'm filming this. Like, this is so cool. Like, um, and honestly, they were like from the, the police force, the immigration, the people at the airport. They were all really nice and caring, which is what I liked. They weren't like, hey, you've come from this country, like stay back. They were, they were really, really helpful, mm. really nice. And when I checked into the hotel, same thing. The rules were really strict. I tell people my stories and they're like, oh, I couldn't have done that. Like, that's so strict. Mm -hmm. We weren't allowed visitors. Right. We weren't allowed to um, have friends send us things. Right. We couldn't have friends. Because if you think about it, right, every item that gets sent to someone, they have to process. And mm. there's so many people at the hotel from the welfare department to the police. We have police guard in the hotel. Wow. Um, so... If every every single person is like, oh, my girlfriend, I want my girlfriend to send me my um, my gaming headphones. Oh, I want my uh, my husband, my favorite, uh, you know, cup noodles. He's gonna bring me like eight. There's it's gonna be so much stuff to deal with. So right. we couldn't request for anything unless it was like medical reasons. Right. Yeah. Um. So we just had to just chill at the hotel and eat what we were given. Uh. But there was a group chat. And they were always asking if we were okay, if there was anything we needed within reason. Mm. Um, so I, I can't really complain that much because we were taken such good care of. And for me, I love like experiences. Mm -hmm. This is something I can look back on and be like, oh wow, I did, I did quarantine for, for 14, 14 days. days. Yeah. You were a part of history. Exactly, I was yeah. part of a history. Did, did anybody come up to you? Hey, you're my OD gun. Yeah. <laughs> so every morning we had a temperature check. Oh, uh, test. oh okay. And when I checked into the hotel, I was wearing the mask. Yeah. Um, because there was actually a lot of media, a lot of lot of camera crew outside the hotels. Right. And I didn't want anyone to spot me. I didn't want anyone. I didn't. I don't. I just didn't think it was would be good to get it out. Oh, like this, like TV host is staying at this hotel. Um. But then obviously in the morning when, when I got the test done, I wasn't wearing my mask because I just opened my door. And Were you topless? No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was very, very halal. Because okay? <laughs> you know Mark. Jin, it wasn't an Instagram post, okay? <laughs> Come on, right? It's like, wait, 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 before I take my temperature, you know? Yeah, hold on. Just, right, just let me nah. unbutton my three buttons over here. <laughs> All right, go. <laughs> so what, one of the staff members, he, he, he was like, oh, hello, morning. And then he took the temperature and he was like, oh, oh, you, Alamak. Oh. Alamak, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, hi. I was like, does that mean I get nicer food? <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Yeah. So he was, he was really nice. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, Alamak is actually Mark's uh, nickname on YouTube. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Did you get, you know, don't you feel like, you know, I mean, 
if you had like an upper hand, you know, you could have asked for contraband, you know, I'd be like, I want Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> I not Roti John. Nazi Lamak, give me Nazi Caribou. Yeah. <laughs> I, des- I deserve blue rice, not white rice. <laughs> so, so you were, so you basically waited out for the whole 14 days. No. So, um, after, after seven days, mm-hmm. we got some really amazing news. So basically, um, we were told that from that day onwards, there's going to be no more hotel quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So we had to complete the rest at home. So part of me thought, oh my God, I should have just waited seven days and I could have just come back. <laughs> yeah. But then part of me thought, it's just... It's, just, it's an experience. experience. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I documented it as well. Like it was something I can look back on, as I said. So we had to do one final test that we were corona free allowed to go back to our house. We had like a wristband. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, yeah, I felt like a, a mental patient. At was a, it? Was the wristband traceable? No, it wasn't. But if you cut your wristband off yep. you have to redo, on the last it? day, you would get fined for, for cutting it. And this wristband was like all the police forces, all the like security staff were told like, oh, if you see someone with a white wristband, you call the police like you because they're not allowed to be out of the house. Oh. Yeah. So it's kind of like that guy is is meant to be in quarantine. Like it was So who gets to remove the wristband for you? On the last day, we went to like the doctors and they do the final test and then they chop it off yeah. basically. Right. Yeah. Okay. So did, but when you were quarantining at home, did you have people like did the the health services like visit like do checkups on you or you were just entrusted no, to like they stay didn't, at home. But then that's the thing. Because Malaysia, I think people listen. If it was England, I don't think people would have listened. <laughs> the whole pub full yeah. of white I'm bad. free, I'm free, I'm free. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm scared as well, you know, because there was a few group, group chats, like Facebook support groups and like groups where everyone was sharing advice. And I saw that a few people had been uh, randomly searched by the police. They checked um, to see if they were. Yeah. So I wasn't going to risk it. I was like, it took me so long to get back in. I'm just going to stay here and make sure. I got my friends to do my grocery shopping. Yeah. Ah. Uh, that was about it. So, yeah. Well, so cool. this, this time around, you were allowed to have people send things over, right? Because you're at home. Uh, send it over as in they had to leave it at my like doorstep. Lobby. Yeah. yeah. Come over to my house. Like, oh, hey, Mark, how you been? Come for a cup of tea. No, they had to just like put it down by the lobby. And, and I could all the, like grab food and food pan oh, yeah. and all that. Yeah, cool. So that made life a lot, a lot easier. Yeah, it was yeah. exactly the same as the hotel, except I had faster Wi-Fi and <laughs> I had, um, and I could start unpacking my stuff and right. getting prepared to getting back into the normal yeah. norm- normality. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, okay. So like, just curious though, you know, with the whole entire group that arrived with you, were there anyone that was diagnosed with COVID nineteen? No. Was there anyone positive in your group? No, because it was all in the group chat. So right. in the group chat, um, they had our batch. And they said in the group chat, good news, everybody. You all don't have coronavirus. Okay, so, okay. So your whole group has been cleared. Yeah, I don't know why they sent in the group chat. Imagine that. It's like, hey, guys, so you're all free apart from uh, Mark Joseph OD. You have coronavirus. <laughs> I, I think, I think <laughs> to, be, they yeah, in the chat. to be honest, I think if that person had coronavirus, I, don't, I think they would have singled him out like individually. Yeah, you can all go home. Except you, you, Mark. <laughs> you have <Okay>. Corona. <laughs> that's that's um, it's cool because you know it, it, it's. I think no one has actually no one did it. Only Mark. I mean, he managed to document everything as raw. Because only possible. Mark is the one who could come back from over like. 
is coming back from overseas. No, lah, a lot of people can still come back, ma, students, yeah. everything. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh, so, my auntie also came back from overseas. Was she quarantined too? Uh, they, they came back right after the, the hotel phase. So they, she could go back she, straight home? Yeah, they quarantined at home. Did, they, did she get they a, were, they a- Yeah, they had a ban and everything and they even like released one day earlier. Oh, wow. So the police, I don't know, we, we joke about it. Like say like, oh, it's, you know how in prison if, if you're on good behavior, you get out early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like one day earlier, the police, like the the, the health services came and checked and said, okay lah, okay lah, habis and everything. Uh, cool. Yeah, dude, you know what, Mark, thank you so much for sharing, you know, Otherwise. this story. It's, an, it's really cool to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> and glad that you're back home safe yeah. to your home country. I'm gonna, I'm gonna claim. We're gonna claim Mark claim as religion. Already, claim already. We claim already. Okay. Give yeah. this guy a passport now. Okay. Yeah. Like, come on, come on. <laughs> give him, give him citizenship, PR, yeah. whatever ours. Okay. Yeah. Mark, before you go, uh, would you like to say anything to anyone? Honestly, like everyone asked me to like sum up these experiences, and I would just say it was really nice to see that Malaysia took amazing precautions when it comes to this. You know, like people should be proud that for a country like Malaysia, they dealt with the situation amazingly, like from the police to the the healthcare workers to the frontliners. Great job and actually good job to, to the public. Yeah. Because it's actually the, the public helped as well to keep the cases down by listening, not being like the, the Brits and the Americans. So <laughs> good job to whoever's watching this podcast and followed the rules, you know, kept their distance. So keep that going and then we'll be covered free. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thanks Go check out me. Mark's video because to yeah. be honest, it's it's just eye-opening. Yeah. And thank you so much for listening to us here at Mamak Sessions. It's always good to have conversations with everybody. And if you want to basically stream us, you can do so on podcast. Oh, wait, you can do so on podcast. You can do so on Spotify. You can do so on Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube as well. Yeah. And of course, you can follow us on our socials. It is at Mamak Sessions. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll speak to you guys next time. See ya.